following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. And the Lord said, I do not, I do forgive just as you have asked. Nevertheless, as I live and as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, none of the people who have seen my glory and the signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and yet have tested me these ten times and have not obeyed my voice shall see this land that I swore to give to their ancestors. None of those who despise me shall see it. Okay, so that's maybe a little bit of uh, a heavy few verses to lay on you today. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm going to try to give you some context and maybe explain why I chose such a uh, not uplifting text <laughs> in a few minutes. But first, I want to do a little Q&A in the chat with you. This has worked out really well to, to kind of hear from you and to have a little bit of a conversation rather than just um, preaching into the, the void of uh, Zoom and Facebook. And so I want you to think about this time that we find ourselves in. And I want you to think about this question. Who is counting on you right now? That is, who needs you to keep it together to help them get through this time? Um, I, I hope, obviously, you're fighting for yourself to get through this time. But other than yourself, who are you fighting for? Will you tell me in the comments um, in the Zoom chat Who's counting on you right now? I'd love to. I'd love to see and hear from you. All right, I'll I'll read some of these out as they come in. Um, family, um, immediate family, and my mom. my 95-year-old great-uncle with dementia who relies on me for most of his care. Wow. So he says, my clients, my medical patients. Who else is counting on you? Students. Uh, Cheryl says, our son, Paul. Hi, Paul, if you're watching. <laughs> my colleagues who have more to deal with at home than I do. Uh -huh. um, my RIT students I work with, several struggling with depression and isolation. Elderly parents. Yeah. So um, feel free to keep putting your answers um, into the chat there. I won't necessarily be able to read them all at this point, but I really love to see um, those chats happening. And uh, I'm so inspired to read um, that, there, that you know that people are counting on you to get through this time. Um, so let me try to set uh, the context um, for that Bible passage uh, a little bit for you, and then that maybe will that, that will explain why I chose it. So... This passage is set during, um, during the Exodus, during that time when the Israelites are wandering in the wilderness. Right? So you'll remember that they had been led by Moses out of captivity in Egypt and toward the land that God had promised to them. Uh, but within a few days, they grumbled and complained and doubted and said that they wished they were back in Egypt. <laughs> 
And so they found themselves doomed to wander around in the wilderness for what ended up being 40 years before they entered the promised land. And so that that passage uh, from the book of Numbers takes place in that in that time. And it's this um, proclamation by God that that a, a large group of these Israelites are not going to get to go into the promised land because of their actions, um, because of their rejection of God. So that's, that's where that um, passage sits in the story of God's people. Um, and uh, we could spend a lot of time unpacking the things that make those few verses um, kind of difficult to read. We could talk about how they present a picture um, that makes God seem sort of petty and vindictive, that makes God seem kind of punitive. We could talk about whether or not every single description of God's actions in the Bible is an accurate representation of God's character. (laughs) In other words, whether it's consistent with the revelation of God that we see in Jesus Christ. And that would be perhaps interesting, but I'm really trying to keep these Zoom services to 45 minutes, and um, one of these weeks we'll actually do it. (laughs) But the reason that I chose the text today is to make this one simple observation, which is that not all of the people in the wilderness, on the journey, were going to get all of the benefit of the journey. Not all of the people who were wandering we're going to see the benefit or the end of the wander. So the Israelites went through all of the trials that happened during the Exodus, and there are too many to name right now, but fighting off enemies, um, dealing, uh, dealing actually with a deadly disease, which maybe we'll talk about sometime in the future. All of the things that they did um, during the time of wandering and, and Exodus They did it even though they knew, some of them knew that they wouldn't make it all the way through. That's why I wanted to bring that kind of difficult passage to our attention this morning. So obviously the point of this series that we're doing, it's called Community X, is to imagine how the stories of the Israelites, both in in the time of exile and in the time of exodus, can offer a model for us today. And we're especially interested in looking for ways that we can live out Artisan Church's foundational value of community during a time when it's very hard to feel like we are in community. And um, one of the real challenges of this time, at least for me, one of the things that makes it so hard is that we don't know how long it will be. I don't know if any of the rest of you feel this way, but one of the things that makes this hard is not knowing when it's going to be over. And I imagine that the Israelites who were wandering in the wilderness felt the same way. You know, we can look back and know, well, it was just 40 years. (laughs) Don't worry, it'll be over soon. Uh, Or not soon, but, right? But the Israelites didn't even know how long it would take. And so I really wanted to use that passage from the book of Numbers as a way to set up the idea that that the Israelites went through all of this and they kept on going. And why did they keep on going? 
despite all of the, tr- the struggles and trials that they faced, despite the fact that they did not know how long it would last and when it would ever be over, why did they keep on going? And my suggestion is that the reason they kept on going is because they knew that the existence of their community was more important than any one individual within that community having the ideal experience of life. In other words, there was a selflessness that pervaded the Israelites during the time of Exodus, which buoyed, which lifted up the entire community, even though not every individual in that community was going to see all the benefits of their selflessness. Now, I know that you love your community in that same way, deep down. Some days it may be harder to feel that or act on it than others, but I know that you love your community in that same selfless way. And I'm not just talking right now about your church community. Certainly the artisan church community has been a powerful force of um, solidarity and mutual support um, during this time. But for you, your community might be your family. It might be your coworkers. It might be your students or the people um, you are studying with or nearby to. And so I want to think back to the question that I asked you at the beginning of this time. Who is it that's counting on you to make it through this season? And I want to frame a new question for you, which is a little bit challenging. I guess I won't ask you to put your answer in the chat on this one because it might be a little bit too personal. But I want, to f- I want to ask you in your mind to fill in the blank in the following sentence. If the Israelites can wander in the wilderness for 40 years, get bitten by snakes, get attacked by enemies, be thirsty and hungry, etc. If the Israelites can do all the things they did to make it through the wilderness, I can do blank for the people who are counting on me. How would you fill in the blank in that statement? If the Israelites can make it through the wilderness wandering during the Exodus, I can do blank for the people who are counting on me. I wonder what the hard thing is that you are facing today and this week. I wonder what the thing is uh, right now that makes you want want to give up, want to check out want to self-medicate, want to ignore. What is that hard thing you're facing? And can you do that for the people who are counting on you right now? That's part one of the sermon. The good news about part two is it does not require any additional setup. (laughs) It's just an addendum that I think is actually extremely important. And it's this observation that the truly... um, wonderful, beautiful gift of community is that it is not a one-way street. It's not just a question of what you need to persevere through for the sake of somebody else. It's also the reality that all of those who are in community with you can persevere through the things that they are facing for your sake. And boy, do we need that. (laughs) Some days I need you to lift me up. 
Some days you need me to lift you up. And it goes around and around and around in this, in this circle of beloved community that we find ourselves in. And so I don't know which, which kind of day you're having right now. All I know is that the days come and go and that, and that there seems to be this wave of difficulty that hits us harder sometimes than others. So I want you to think about the people who are counting on you. But I also want you to think about the people you can count on. And if you feel isolated and afraid and alone right now, um, and have tried to reach out to your church community and, and it hasn't worked out, um, I apologize on behalf of the community for that. And I want to commit to doing as much as I can as your pastor and on behalf of the leadership and others who are really involved here, uh, we commit to you to be part of that support network for you when you need it. And I exhort you, to use the very biblical kind of language, to be part of that support network for each other and for those beyond the community of artists and church um, in the community of Rochester or New York or our world or, or RIT or School 17 or um, Highland Hospital or wherever your community exists, you get to be part not only of um, pushing on for someone else's sake, but you get to be the beneficiary of someone else doing that as well. So let's lean into community during this time of uh, exodus that we're experiencing. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.